Wednesday, February the 16th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, uncertainty over Ukraine and rising COVID in Asia. First, the world in brief. President Joe Biden said America had, quote, not yet verified Russia's claim that it is planning to withdraw some forces from the border with Ukraine. He did, though, increase his estimate of the number of troops the Kremlin has stationed there from 100,000 to 150,000. Quote, an invasion remains distinctly possible, he said, appealing to President Vladimir Putin to consider the, quote, needless death and destruction that would be wrought. Earlier, Jens Stoltenberg, NATO's Secretary-General, professed cautious optimism that Russia would de-escalate tensions. On Tuesday, cyber-attacks took down the websites of several Ukrainian government ministries and two state banks. South Korea reported a record 90,000-plus new COVID-19 infections on Wednesday as an Omicron wave takes hold. Deaths remain relatively low, however, Hong Kong, meanwhile, is expected to report 4,000 new cases, another record. Xi Jinping reportedly told the territory's government that it must take responsibility for dealing with the outbreak. It again ruled out a mainland-style lockdown. Ottawa's police chief resigned over his management of the protests there. Critics accused him of taking a hands-off approach, letting trucks clog the city centre and create according to the Police Oversight Board, quote, carnival chaos. Elsewhere, protesters abandoned their blockades at all but one US-Canada border crossing. On Monday, Justin Trudeau, Canada's Prime Minister, invoked an emergency powers law to quell the demonstrations. Prince Andrew reached a tentative settlement for an undisclosed amount with Virginia Jouifray, the woman who had accused him of sexually abusing her when she was a teenager. The deal will end a civil lawsuit against him in New York. The Duke of York has denied her allegations. He commended her, quote, bravery in a statement announcing the settlement. The families of nine victims killed at a school in Sandy Hook, Connecticut in 2012 reached a settlement for $73 million with the manufacturer of the rifle used in the shooting. Remington Arms, they alleged, broke the law by marketing a military-style weapon to civilians. The case's focus on the firm's advertising tactics marked a novel strategy, since gunmakers have broad legal immunity when their products are used to commit crimes. Police in Honduras moved to arrest former president Juan Holando Hernandez after America issued a request for his extradition. Mr Hernandez was president between 2014 and January this year. In 2021, his younger brother, Tony Hernandez, was given a life sentence in America for drug trafficking. Evidence given at that trial, and a different one, accused Ho, as he is known, of taking money from drug cartels. Ethiopia's parliament voted to end the country's state of emergency three months early, saying that the security situation had stabilised. The government awarded itself six months of emergency powers in November when Tigrayan rebels threatened the capital, Addis Ababa. It hopes the move will help the economy. Aid agencies hope for better access to the millions who do not have enough to eat. 
and fact of the day. 47. The number of journalists estimated to have been killed in Mexico over the past five years. And now, here's today's agenda. Stepping back from a war over Ukraine. NATO defence ministers gather in Brussels on Wednesday for what, until Tuesday, might have been a council of war. A Russian attack on Ukraine looked imminent. Suddenly, however, Russia may just be stepping back. It says it wants to keep talking to the West and that it has withdrawn some troops, though this is yet to be confirmed. Another sign of de-escalation is a parliamentary vote urging Vladimir Putin to recognise the breakaway regions of eastern Ukraine. If that is all Russia's president does, a big if, it may quietly suit Ukraine. Donetsk and Luhansk broke away with Russian help in 2014. The Minsk agreements of 2014 to 2015 envisaged Ukraine reabsorbing them under a quote special status. By formally infringing Ukraine's sovereignty, Russia would be breaching the agreements, giving Ukraine a chance to reject what it regards as a poisoned pill. So has NATO's firmness seen off Russia's threat? The withdrawal still has to be verified, and few expect Mr Putin to give up trying to control Ukraine one way or another. Parsing the Fed's Words Minutes from the most recent meeting of the Federal Reserve's Monetary Policy Committee, due to be published on Wednesday, will offer clues about how far and fast it might raise interest rates. With America's inflation running at a four-decade high and the labour market tight, many think the Fed will bring out the big guns in March. It has already signalled that it is very likely to raise rates then for the first time since the pandemic struck. Economists will scour the minutes for suggestions that central bankers are willing to raise rates by a half percentage point, rather than a more conventional quarter point increment. Also important will be talk of how quickly the Fed may shrink its balance sheet, reversing some of its bond purchases of the past two years. The minutes date from a meeting held three weeks ago. Inflation has only become worse since, and the hawks more hawkish. The EU v Poland and Hungary When the European Union set up its 750 billion euro, 850 billion dollar COVID-19 recovery fund in 2020, it included one important condition. For access to the money, governments have to observe the rule of law. Poland and Hungary, which do not, according to the European Commission, challenge the condition in the European Court of Justice. On Wednesday, the EU's top court will issue its ruling. Poland and Hungary say the condition forces them to comply with the EU's interpretation of the rule of law, and that this is not justified under EU treaties. The Commission says it is meant to protect aid from being stolen or funneled to the government's friends. The billions of euros in EU aid that Hungary has received over the past decade have largely been channelled to cronies of Viktor Orban, the Prime Minister. Poland's judiciary is increasingly government-controlled. 
both countries' COVID recovery aid is currently being withheld. If the ECJ strikes down the condition, the Netherlands and other EU members will be furious. France and its allies prepare to leave Mali. On Wednesday, France's president, Emmanuel Macron, hosts European bigwigs and the leaders of Chad and Mauritania, among others, to discuss a possible withdrawal of Western forces from Mali and what to do next in the region. France has about 4,800 soldiers in the Sahel fighting jihadists, many of them in Mali. Hundreds of European Special Forces troops support them. Yet over the past five years, the number of Sahelians who have died or been displaced by fighting has increased dramatically. Relations between France and Mali, which will not be represented at Wednesday's meeting, have deteriorated since Malian soldiers overthrew the elected government in 2020 and hired Russian mercenaries. France promises its troops will continue to fight jihadists in the region, but how they will do so without a presence in Mali, where their opponents are strongest, is far from clear. All this is worrying nearby states, such as Benin, which recently suffered a jihadist attack in the north. The threat is creeping closer to them. Sexually Suppressive Snail Slime Many land snails launch tiny darts at their lovers just before mating. These sharp projectiles are known to reduce subsequent levels of breeding. Snails are very promiscuous and could benefit from blocking sexual partners from slithering off to have sex with another snail shortly after being inseminated. But how the darts work has been unclear. Many assumed that slime on them chemically altered the snails in a manner that made them less attractive. But Kazuki Kimura of Tohoku University in Japan questioned this. Curious, he injected snails with dart slime and studied their interactions with other snails. His findings are reported in the Journal of Experimental Biology. The effect of the slime is sexual suppression. Injected snails took much longer to show a protruded headward, the snail equivalent of an erection, than injected ones did. He suggests that this helps dart throwers by ensuring that eggs inside darted lovers are inseminated by their sperm alone. Tough love. Daily Quiz The quiz is back. Our baristas will serve you a new question each day. On Friday, your challenge will be to give all five answers and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 5pm GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Wednesday. Who was the lead singer of the 1980s new romantic group, Visage? Finally, Here's the quote of the day from Boutros Boutros Ghali, who died on this day in 2016. Only stupid people don't change their minds. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence. 
by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. Thank you.